Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you are looking for. Hey guys, go today. This week I'm going to talk about how we measure progress and measure success and just keep in balance with that. So today I went to the gym and I worked on my 1RM, my 1 rep max. So usually those are done on the, the big lifts, your squat, your deadlift, your bench press, and your overhead press can be added in there at times. So I went and worked on those and I went up on my squat, went up on my deadlift, went up on my bench, my overhead press. Um, I do have some shoulder issues, a little pain in the elbow, actually went down a little. So I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not a power lifter. I do go to the gym. I do work on things. So we all have that pride that we want to see progress. So obviously the simple way of seeing progress, a lot of people use getting on the scale and seeing the number go down. Completely wrong way of doing it in that case. On the flip side, a way of seeing progress is, and I lifted 100 pounds this week, I lifted 110 pounds next week one way to see progress. But there's so many other ways of seeing it. Did you get a little more range of motion in your lift? Were you able to go a little deeper in your squat? Were you able to come a little lower with the bar on your bench press? Were you able to do more reps? Were you less fatigued or was recovery time quicker? So there's so many things that you can do. Uh, I just put a post up on my two uh, Instagram pages. It's on my Be Motivation page, which is my personal training and coaching page, and then also on the Power Shift Mindset page, that I hate to use limiting factors. Uh, I really hate the for your age, and then any other excuses that we might have that we put out there. But with this, at the same time, they do come into play, okay, for your age. I remember during my years coaching high school sports, I'd say something to Coach B, and it's like, oh, yeah, my, my legs are tired. They're sore from yesterday. He's like, Coach, it's called getting old. And I was only 30 or 35 at the time, uh, probably closer to 30. And I, by no means like do I consider 30 being old. But again, when you're comparing it to being a high school kid between 14 and 18, 30 is old in comparison. Uh, but now at 48 plus I'm just about hitting that three-year mark in about a month um, of having the stent put in, which was significant. And I had a 99.9% .9 blockage in my LAD. I'm lucky I listened to my body, uh, went to the emergency room after a couple days of something's not right here. Uh, like I said, on a Sunday, I, I, I felt something that just didn't feel right. I just figured I was out of out of cardio shape. So the next day I got on the elliptical with the plan of 30 minutes. And after 15 minutes, I had to stop going to the shop when I was working at the shop on Tuesday morning. And within like half an hour, I just told myself something's wrong, told my boss and I left for the emergency room, follow up with the cardiologist that day on the table Friday. And they found the 99.9% .9 blockage. So listening to your body across the board, everyone listen to your body Get rid of the ego, get rid of the pride, get rid of the cockiness, and it's okay. Again, we, we've discussed this many times. It's okay to ask for help. It actually takes more strength to ask for help. And, and a weakness is not asking for help. I mean, that, that pride and that ego getting in the way of I can do it myself across the board, regardless of what it is, whether it's, I mean, 
trying to do your lift at the gym without a spotter and now you hurt yourself. Ask for help. But going back to that progress and measuring progress, again, if you do that lift just a little cleaner, if you do that lift and just without struggling so much, um, where it just felt good instead of, again, instead of that struggle. Um, so like I today, I, I deadlifted 315, which again, it, it's not a significant amount when you look, when you go into a gym, uh, especially the gym I go to, the gym I go to is just your old school gym. You walk in, it's a bunch of machines, a bunch of free weights and lots of noise. It's not your crunch or your planet fitness or your edge or your commercial gym. That's nice and pretty and nice and clean and, and has your average Joe's working in there. And again, I, I've had this discussion too. You can do everything you do at my gym at a planet fitness, a 50 pound dumbbell that's black and rusty and all beat up is the same as a purple 50 pound dumbbell at planet fitness. So anyone that ranks on the commercial gyms that are all pretty and clean and bright colors, you can do the exact same thing there that you can do at your typical old school gym. Like everyone knows the name gold's gym. And if you've seen the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, pumping iron documentary from years ago, no matter what, a 50 pound weight, it's a 50 pound weight, a 10 pound weight, it's a 10 pound weight. You can do it all in any of these gyms. Um, but when you look around and you see the big guys that are deadlifting for like, uh, I was squatting and 225 the other day and I'm looking over and there's a guy on the seated overhead press and free weights, barbell press, shoulder pressing overhead 225. I mean, he's shoulder pressing my squat. And that to me, I see that that's just inspiring. It's impressive. I don't have this. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm a weakling. How is he doing this? And I'm doing that. So one, don't compare yourself to other people and ever don't compare yourself. I mean, we're always going to look at the person who's better than us. I mean, across the board, no matter what you do, if you're a musician, play with musicians that are better than you, you're going to get better. You're a kayaker. Like I, I was kayaking years ago. I was in the river three times a, a, a week and I was with guys that were better than me. And one of the guys that was helping me, I mean, in that one summer, he saw me improve so much because I was with guys that were better than me. So of course, work with people that are better than you, be inspired by it and look for it, but don't compare yourself. Um, but again, going back to to that, like I said, in the post I put up that I don't have an ego. I'm not cocky. I don't need to, but I am I am proud of myself. The first time I, I broke the 200 mark on bench press, it was an accident. I was at the Y. I knew I can do 185. I thought I grabbed 25-pound plates to put on the bar with the 45s. Um, so just a simple gym math, 45 pound bar, 45 pound plate on either side, slap a 25 on either side. And that's 185. It's one of those common check marks. Well, the Y actually had 35 pound plates and I didn't realize that I accidentally threw a 35 pound plate. So instead of having 185 on the bar, I had 205 on the bar. I pushed it up once. I said, wow, that just felt heavy for some reason. Next thing you know, I look at it and it's 205 and I, told the guy that I actually shoot archery with, um, who's an exercise physiologist. And he said, first thing off, if I knew it was 205, I probably wouldn't have gotten it because psychologically I would have psyched myself out that, oh my goodness, this is so much above what I've ever done. Um, so that was probably one aspect of why I got it. Uh, and, but then he pointed out that, and you'll see different numbers, 5%, 10%, 
whatever the number is, the number is very low on how many people can actually do a 200 pound bench press. It, it's a relatively known, low number. So at that 10% or so of the world's population that can bench press 200 pounds. Now, once you get into that 10%, now, of course, there are guys that are doing 300 pounds, 400 pounds. I've seen 500 pounds. And you, you get those big guys that can do the big bench. So at the 205 or even the 225, you're still on the low end within that. But Again, don't beat yourself up when you look at it. I just saw a post on Instagram that you don't consider yourself a runner. If you go out there and you run, even if it's a 15-minute mile, 6% of the world's population actually goes out and runs for health and fitness reasons, whether it's just to run to stay in shape, whether you're a marathon runner or, or you run 5K competitions all the time. Only 6% of the world's population goes out there and runs. So if you go out there and you run or jog and you're doing 15 or even 20 minute miles, you are within that 6%. If you're benching that 200 pounds, you're within that 10%. I went to look and see what the deadlift for the the 315 deadlift was. And I'm getting a lot of numbers that are in that 40%, which to me seems high. But at the same time, it's, I mean, I can't think of, if I took all my friends and the people I know, I don't think half of them could could lift that amount of weight. Um, but it's one of those things where, again, don't just measure your progress on the number on the scale going down. Don't just measure your progress on the amount of weight you can move going up. I mean, measure it on just recovery. I mean, keep your keep your weights the same. If you're going to the gym, let's say twice a week, you're going Monday and Thursday, twice a week, and you lift your your 100 pounds, let's just use nice round numbers, on Monday, and it takes you until Wednesday to, to feel good again. You're sore all day Tuesday. And now you, you go, you're doing this and for a couple weeks in, at a time. So same thing, you go on Thursday and you're sore until Saturday. But now all of a sudden you're doing it and it's like you're recovered by the end of the day on Tuesday. You're recovered by the end of the day on Friday. You just recovered... I mean, 30, 40, 50% faster than you did in the past. That is a way to measure your progress. Your recovery time's quicker. I know, again, when I was going to cardiac rehab, um, they put a threshold of they didn't want me going over 150 beats per minute. I eventually got another 10 given to me by a cardiologist where I can go up to 160. But it wasn't so much that. It was the recovery time. And most people go there and you go on the bike, you go on the treadmill. Um, they had some other, they had this weird kind of like elliptical machine thing, um, the hand bike. So it was a lot of the typical machines. I was doing things different. I was actually doing suicide sprints out in the uh, in the hallway. I was doing the stairs. And it wasn't so much the 150 or the 160. That was the mark. It was more the recovery. Okay, I hit 150. Now let's stop. Now it took me two minutes to get my heart rate under 100. Now it only took me a minute to get my rate under 100. So it was that the recovery time that was more important than that peak number I was hitting. How quick did I recover? How quick was I able to do it again? And and those are key things. I mean, being able to recover, being able to go out and and do your workout again, um, there's so many ways to measure your progress. And... Like I said, 
I don't have that ego. I don't have that cockiness that I need to to bench and. 250 and I need to squat 400. But again, I have pride. I mean, I would like to hit that 400 pound squat. And if I make that a goal without like really pushing like a power lifter, pushing like a bodybuilder, pushing hard, if I just go steady, at some point I can hit that 400 pound squat. In all honesty, I can probably get it by the end of the month if I made that a goal. But again, I don't have I don't have to hit those numbers. I was talking to another trainer today that I know, and again, I hate the limiting factors, but I know the, with my age, I know with and the, the heart issues that my family has, having the stent in, um, I mean, other aches and pains that I have here and there, that it's not necessary to hit there. Again, we all have pride. We all want to feel good on, about ourselves. We all want to do something just a little better. Um, but I know it's not necessary and that having that balance, being able to accept that, um, one of the big things I did when I came back from, um, from the stent being put in and I was cleared to go for a run, uh, if I go back probably 15 years ago or so, I know I've been out of coaching the high school for, I'm going into my ninth year of, of refing high school soccer. So I've been done coaching for 10 years now. Uh, so I go back about five years into that. So we're going back 15 years. I was running every day. I was to the point where I was running a seven and a half. I think I got down to seven, 15 miles over a 5k distance. So five, uh, three and 3.1 miles. I'd, I'd go run a 5k three miles and I was running it at a pace of three fifteen, or excuse me, seven fifteen to seven thirty, And it felt good. It felt good to be able to do that. Now, not not a chance. I and mean, I'm lucky if I, I just ran, actually just went out about a month ago. We had a nice 50 degree day here in Connecticut and I went and did a 5k. I went and ran 3.1 miles. Haven't done it in I don't know how long. I knew I'd finish it. I knew I'd feel it. I knew it would be difficult. And I ran it at about a, a slightly under an 11 minute pace. I was coming around and I only had probably less than a quarter mile and I was like at 11.02. So again, no ego, but a little bit of pride. I pushed that last quarter mile just to get down to like that 10.58. Just again, psychologically, I remember my father putting money up for my first car down payment and we got me to 297.60. Uh, I'll never forget that number because psychologically, I $199 is a lot less than $201. It's only $2, but psychologically it's less. So again, psychologically... Being at 10.58 is a lot faster than running at 11.02. Same thing. Being at I mean, 195 on your bench versus 200 on your bench, psychologically, and I, there's two and a half pound plates at the gym. I call them the brain plates. If I get someone that's like really pushed themselves, whether it's their squat, their lift, and they're at that like a 45 pound bar, you've never lifted before, you're just benching the bar. It's like, hold on, give me one more. I put those on because 50 pounds is a lot less than four or a lot more than 45 or you're at that 95, let's get you to triple digit. Just give me one. You throw those tiny little plates on there. They're only about five inches in diameter. And now you just did an even 100 pounds. So psychologically, it's nice to hit those marks. But after coming back from the stent, I went and did a couple runs where, again, I was at that 11, 12 minute mile, but I went and did a 10K. I went and did six miles. Instead of throwing Iron Maiden on or the Rocky Four soundtrack, yes, laugh, laugh all you want, but if you're picturing Rocky, run up the snow mountains. 
um, from Rocky Four while he's training in Russia. If you're in your 40s, you'll you'll know how inspiring it is. But instead of putting the rock on, the metal on, I went and put Aldi Miola, jazz guitarist on. It was a bright, sunny day and just ran nice and slow at, like I said, an 11 or 12 mile per minute pace, like half the speed I was doing in the past. But I went and did double the distance. And so there's another way to do it. Let's just, we're not running for the sake of running for speed. We're running for the sake of getting out there. We're running for, you can go out there. If you're doing the run, you can go for, I'm going for speed. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run a mile as fast as I can. Or we're going to go out and we're going to run as far as we can in an hour. And then other times we're just going to go and take that nice stroll. We're not worried about the distance we're not worried about the time and and just look at different ways to measure your progress and mentally be able to accept that again i hate the four-year age but at some point it does come in into play at some point we just have to be aware that we can't do what we did i mean even pro athletes i mean yes you're going to see the thing about gordy howe still playing at 50 and and Yamir Yager still playing out there at at 50, I believe, uh, or just about there. Extreme situations. Even the best athletes are pretty much done by the time they're 40. So if you're in your mid-40s, late-40s, 50s, and 60s, I mean, you're still doing amazing, even if you're doing it slower, even if you're doing it lighter, and even if you're doing it less. Don't beat yourself up with that. Just, again... Measure your progress in different ways. Measure your success in different ways. And, and just keep moving forward. Keep working on yourself and that balance. It's physical, mental, and emotional. So physically, let's keep moving. And mentally and emotionally, let's accept that sometimes less is more. So let's keep moving forward. And I'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.